are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I'm also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Weather is finally picking up here in the state of Arkansas. Beautiful weather, actually. It makes it a lot more enjoyable, especially when the Razorback basketball team is rolling like they are now, and they are the talk of the town. I'm telling you, every time I do my radio show, I have other topics to talk about, stuff from uh, other sports and other leagues and professional stuff and all that. But it doesn't matter because everyone just wants to talk about the Razorbacks, and it's enjoyable, and everyone's excited about this basketball team. And they have one final game left in the regular season, and that's against Texas A&M coming up on Saturday. Should be a great matchup between uh, two teams. Actually, I'm just lying. I'm just trying to make it sound good. Arkansas should smoke this team, but don't want to get the cart before the horse. Don't want to get too excited or anything like that. But uh, we're going to talk more about it and talk about everything that Texas A&M has done so far. They did play a game last night where they lost to Mississippi State. But uh, Arkansas should run in this game, and really it shouldn't be close at all. But we're going to talk about it from the Texas A&M perspective as we go to the phone lines and welcome in Olin Buchanan, who is a great writer for college football and college basketball on texags.com. And he's going to tell us more about this basketball team and what's going on with them. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into it. Olin, appreciate you joining us this afternoon, man. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty well. Thank you very much. Uh, we're having a real nice day down here, too. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes life a lot better for sure when uh, the weather's nice, especially with all the snow that I'm sure that uh, everyone's been dealing with uh, just a couple weeks ago. But uh, I'm curious about this A&M basketball program, just like I think a lot of people are. They had been struggling to get games going. They did end up playing last night. They lost to Mississippi State. But if you could just summarize or give us your opinion on what this season is or what it's become for Texas A&M, What's happened here? Uh, well, you know, of course, the COVID and the uh, uh, the, the inclement weather has, you know, caused, what, I think, seven straight uh, cancellations or postponements, I guess you'd say now, since they're playing Arkansas. But uh, they had not played since the uh, Big 12 SEC Challenge on January 30th when they beat Kansas State. Uh, so, yeah, it went 33 days without playing, but... Uh, you know, I think even before that, it was kind of a disappointing season. Um, the the Aggies just don't shoot well. Uh, have had a real trouble with turning over the basketball, even though last night uh, they had a season low four, uh, which is why uh, a big reason why they were actually in the game late. But uh, uh, there's just a team that uh, does not shoot well from the perimeter and doesn't have uh, a... <laughs> Doesn't have a strong uh, game in the paint, so uh, they they try to you know they try to play hard defense and limit the amount of points you can score, and they hope they can muddy it up and see if they can make a play or two late. And uh, it's it's worked out a couple times, but uh, for the most part, you know they're they're what their record says they are two and I guess two and seven in the uh, SEC play. What was it like seeing the team back on the court after an extended time away and? How was the team feeling leading up to that moment of being able to step back onto the court? Well, they're excited to play. Uh, you know, competitors want to compete. And, uh, you know, you don't want to go through Buzz Williams' offseason and all the things that, that he demands and then not get the reward of actually playing and competing. So um, uh, they were very uh, uh, excited about playing. They were optimistic. Um, 
I know I was talking to Quentin Jackson last night, one of their, their senior guard, and he was saying, we didn't come just to play and to, and to make a valiant effort. You know, they came out there to win. And for a while it looked like they might, but, you know, they've lost some conditioning uh, in, in a layoff. But, you know, there were times when they only had uh, four guys in practice, sometimes even less than that. I think they were said that over the last 33 days they practiced nine times and only once was a full team practice. So uh, they've gotten out of shape. A little bit, you know. I mean, in good shape compared to me, but uh, not in you know big time basketball shape. So, but they didn't want to use that as an excuse for their loss. But um, uh, they were just really uh, excited about playing, and 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 it showed. But they just didn't have enough to to, to hold off Mississippi State in the second half. Now, you mentioned that even before COVID hit, the, the season had been kind of disappointing. What was that expectation going into this season that if there was a full season played? Uh, that fans were expecting out of Texas A&M this year? Well, well you know, if you remember uh, last season, uh, they looked really bad early and got a lot better and ended up, I think it was, what, uh, uh, won 10 games in conference play. And I think in, on some uh, some services, Buzz Williams was the SEC coach of the year. And they really, uh, you know, uh, 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 exceeded a lot of expectations. But, so the hope was that they could at least pick up somewhat where they left off, and maybe uh, you know if everything just went right and all the uh, all the questions were answered positively, that maybe they could contend to get into the NCAA tournament. You know, just at least be in the conversation uh, in late February. But uh, they had a kid that transferred in who had led the nation in rebounds uh, last year at Quinnipiac, and he just hasn't. Uh, adjusted to the to the better competition, uh, he has not been much of a factor. Savion Flag, the guy that was an all uh, conference uh, preseason selection, uh, he struggled. Now he's done well the last three games. He shot and double, scored in double figures. He's supposed to be a guy they expect to be the leading scorer, and he's just been very erratic. He's only been in double figures five times all year. Uh, Jonathan Aku, another big guy. Uh, a sophomore has not uh, developed the way they hoped, and uh, they've had really just one guy who's been a, a you know a good consistently, and that's Emmanuel Miller, and he's a forward that's playing that's undersized at six seven. Uh, sometimes they shoot well from three point range, but that's few and far between. Uh, last night they shot seven percent three point range in the second half, and they're uh, shooting about twenty nine percent on the season. So again, you don't have a whole lot of size. And, and scoring production inside other than Man, Emmanuel Miller, and you don't shoot well from outside. Um, you know, they, they were hoping they'd get more production, quite frankly, from Savion Flagg and, and from the, the transfer, Kevin Marfo. Uh, but they just haven't gotten it. So what can you expect with one game left in the regular season and going into the SEC tournament? What can you expect to see from this team? Uh, probably two more games. <laughs> uh, you know, to, to, to be honest about it, I mean, good, really good A&M teams have just had horrific nights in Fayetteville uh, uh, against teams that aren't that were average Arkansas teams. I mean, for whatever reason, everybody knows it's a tough place to play up at Bud Walton. Everybody knows that. Uh, but especially for A&M, and when you take a, a team that's challenged like A&M is, uh, and you play a team like Arkansas is just surging. Uh, you know, I don't think you can go into that game and realistically, even the most optimistic and blindly loyal 
uh, fan isn't going to expect to win that game. I, we all know upsets do happen. And it beat Kansas State. Kansas State beat Oklahoma for crying out loud. So, yeah, anything's possible. But, um, you know, again, this is a team that hasn't played a lot. And uh, so they're out of rhythm and a little bit out of shape. But and they're not as talented as Arkansas. It's that simple. And then if you get into the SEC tournament, I think the way it looks right now, the last time I looked, and maybe it's changed, but they had played South Carolina. And, uh, you know, South Carolina blew them out uh, up in uh, Columbia. So, yeah, I know South Carolina struggling too. But uh, based on what they've done when they played before, uh, I don't know that you could go in there thinking, okay, uh, you know, let's go ahead and book the, the room for two nights. You know, <laughs> I think you're going in, booking the room for one night and hoping for the best. We'll continue our discussion with Olin Buchanan here in just a segment. First, I got to tell you about RockAuto.com. Get your vehicles ready for the summertime, where you're going to be driving them all around at RockAuto.com. They have all all the things that you'll ever need for just numerous amount of makes and models. Don't have to go to a big box store and overpay for it all. RockAuto.com is where it's all at. It's unique and remarkably easy to navigate, and the car parts that they have are reliably low, and it's the same for the professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the car parts you will ever need at rockauto.com. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. The thing about this game on Saturday, uh, what do you make of the matchup against Arkansas? Obviously, uh, you feel like it'll be a tough out for the Aggies, but uh, do you think that there's anything that you look at Arkansas that uh, the Aggies could utilize or maybe play to one of their strengths to an Arkansas weakness to give them some problems on Saturday? Well, you know, uh, I don't get to see Arkansas a lot. I mean, I've seen them here and there. Uh, and when I've seen them, I haven't seen any weaknesses. You know, I saw them play some Alabama, and I'm thinking, and at the time I was thinking, Alabama, that looks like a Final Four team. And then Arkansas, uh, you know, controlled them. So, uh, you'd have to tell me what the weaknesses <laughs> are because I don't see them. And uh, now, again, with A&M, sometimes they're very good at forcing the opponent to play their style of ball, uh, slowing down the tempo, muddying up. And if they can do that, if they can do all the things they need to do, and then if Arkansas has a bad night, uh, then maybe they'll have a chance. But what A&M has to do, they have to, they have to limit their turnovers, which they haven't done very often this year. They have to shoot a lot because uh, they're not good shooters, so they got to get second and third chances uh, and try to make, turn volume shots into points. And uh, they've got to uh, limit the opponent on their offense rebounds uh, because you don't want you know, you to give them more than two or three chances. But A&M, uh, quite frankly, um, they don't score in the 60s very often. And from what I've seen from Arkansas, uh, I don't know that you can just count that you're going to go in there and, and keep them, you know, in the 50s or, or low 60s. And that's what A&M has needed to do to have a chance to win. And, um, you know, sometimes you just got to be realistic. And like I said, you understand sometimes upsets happen. But the matchups, I just can't see where A&M has, a, you know, an advantage. Again, I think uh, Emmanuel Miller's a really good player, and he's uh, shown that he can – step out or start to show that he can step out and hit a 12 to 15 footer, which adds to his game. And I think Arkansas is going to have to uh, be cognizant of that and, and, and try to uh, do something to limit him. 
But unless the Aggies come out and somebody starts shooting uh, like they rarely shot all season, I just don't think they can keep up with uh, uh, with Arkansas offensively. So, Olin, you talk about their limitations offensively as far as not being able to shoot the ball well. Are they a strong defensive team, or are they limited defensively as well? No, they play really hard on defense. Uh, they, they could be better, and I know they want to be better, and as they get better players, uh, as Buzz Williams gets better players, I think they'll be better. Uh, but they're, they're, they're a good defensive team. But being a good defensive team is one thing, and being a good defensive team where you have to keep the other team uh, in the 50s to have a chance to win is, is quite another. Um, but, but yeah, they will go out and they will play hard on the defensive end, and they will frustrate you at times. Uh, but they get, they're, they're, they're going to get tired. And quite frankly, uh, uh, it seems sometimes what they want you to do is they want you to shoot contested three pointers. But, uh, uh, you know, sometimes those, uh, as they get tired, those, those three pointers aren't contested that often. And then if you do make some three pointers and have to, uh, you know, and they have to, uh, extend their defense a little bit, they really don't have, um, the, the, the muscle inside, uh, if, if you've got any kind of low post scoring then, uh, you know, A&M is very vulnerable there. Well, I know that, obviously, with A&M, it seems like this season's just, hey, let's just get it over with and move on. But looking at next season a little bit and year three under Buzz Williams, what will be the expectation? What's the team going to look like? What's the recruiting, maybe some transfers? What's the future with Buzz Williams and A&M look like as soon as next year? Yeah, I hope that by the what I've told you, you're going to understand. I'm going to tell it to you straight. I'm not a homer up or anything. So, so believe me when I tell you that I think the – potential for A&M to be dramatically better uh, next year is there. And I'll tell you why. They've got a seven-foot transfer from Connecticut uh, coming in. And, uh, you know, he, he's going to make them better just by his size. Uh, somebody to help out Emmanuel Miller down low. Um, and then the guy that's supposedly the best shooter on the team the last two years hadn't played here yet. He's a Canadian named Cassius McNeely. He uh, he missed last year with a foot injury. He could have played, but they were saying, hey, this guy's so good, let's don't do anything to jeopardize his future. So they held him out uh, and said, look, we don't have to worry about this year. Let's just worry about this guy moving forward. Well, then this year he decided to opt out for COVID. So if he comes back and if he's as good as they say he is, uh, he'll help off some of that uh, perimeter shooting issues. And then they have a five-star recruit. They didn't get a whole lot of those. Last one was DeAndre Jordan, but they got a five-star recruit named uh, Manny Obaseki coming in. They got a junior college guy that was uh, uh, really uh, highly regarded. So uh, uh, they've got some young guys that really have great potential. A kid named Jackson Robinson comes to mind. He should be in high school, literally should be in high school now. But uh, graduated early, so he's coming in, and you know he's not setting the world on fire. But he comes in and shows that he has some ability, and they feel like there's a uh, a lot of upside with that guy. So there's some reasons to think that this time next year A and M could have a, a dramatically better team. But uh, you know we thought they'd be better than they are this year too. It was a bit of a homecoming to uh, bring Buzz Williams there as a coach. He's from the state of Texas, so. Are the fans on board with them from what they've seen so far? Yeah, I think most of them are. I mean, again, last year, uh, when they started so bad, I was 
I was thinking about that line from the movie Hoosiers when there's a young girl trying really hard to believe you know what you're doing uh, because to, the Aggies were so bad early. They lost to, to Fairfield, for goodness sakes. I was thinking, well, I wonder what they do against Courtyard because they're losing to Fairfield. But they came back and, again, played really strong in the second half of SEC play and went 10-8 and eight and was uh, really looking forward to going to the SEC tournament and had a chance to do some things there, it appeared. And then, of course, we all know what happened there last year. Um, so there was that uh, a really – the general fan base really happy with Buzz. And this year's just been crazy. You, know, you, you don't have a chance maybe, – maybe they were showing signs of improving. They had been competitive for about 32 minutes against LSU and then didn't make a point uh, for the last eight minutes. but. Uh, but that, but they actually had the lead until he just went into the deep freeze, and then followed that up by beating Kansas State. Not saying that they were going to go on a, a a long winning streak, but they were showing some improvement. And then, of course, the COVID thing hit, and and uh, they, they they stopped playing. So I think uh, your general, you know, I mean, look, every fan base has a few people that are always mad, mad about everything, but I think uh, for the most part. Everybody's just looking at this year as uh, you know, just one of those one of those things, and uh, we'll give you a pass, and let's see what you do uh, next season. We'll continue our discussion with Olin Buchanan here in just a second, but first, folks, BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Even though all the, some of the sports are coming to an end, it's really revving up when it comes to college basketball. Then the NBA is going to be happening. Got NHL, Major League Baseball will be around before you know it. With real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, BetOnline.ag has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. And it's the best place and the best way to to place your bets and to sign up is free. Head to the website or use your mobile device today and use promo code LOCKEDON to receive 50% off of your welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 50% off your welcome deposit on your first deposit. And at BetOnline.ag... They are your online sportsbook experts. All that you ever need at betonline.ag. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Well, last one before I let you get out of here, and since you talked about uh, the excitement that is surrounding the basketball program, I always want to ask people about the football side of things, too. I am sure that the excitement for Aggie football with Jimbo Fisher is at a high, especially this past year where a lot of people felt like they deserved to be in the college football playoff. So what about next year for football? Are they going to take that next step? Are they going to win the West? How are people feeling about the Aggies in football in 2021? There's a lot of optimism. I don't think anybody goes in saying, okay, by gosh, we're winning the West this year as long as Alabama's still over there. Uh, but I think you start thinking, well, are you closing the gap? And I think that the feeling is the gap is closing a little bit. Now, here's the problem. Uh, you're going to have to replace your quarterback who uh, wasn't always great, but he was better than most. And you've got to replace four starters in an offensive line that was one of the best in the country. Now, they've got guys that they've recruited uh, that they feel really good about, and they got a transfer from Tennessee coming in that projects to start at right tackle. Uh, and they love uh, Haynes King, among others. They're uh, – He'll be a you know second year freshman next year out of Longview, Texas at quarterback, but you know there's a big difference between as we all know between having a lot of potential and being a guy that's gone out and started for three years like Kellen Mond did. So um, they should be really good on defense, even better than they were last year. Uh, but 
with the exception of quarterback, all their skill position guys are back. Um, so there's reasons to feel good, but the but but until you see the the quarterback play and the offensive line play, and you see them play well, uh, I don't think you can go completely all in. I've seen some um, projections that AM could be ranked as high as sixth going into that next season. I personally think that's a little too ambitious, but I do think uh, you can make a strong case for them being anywhere from 10 to 15. Well, Owen, we really appreciate you jumping on with this, man. I know it's been kind of a crazy season for basketball down there, but enjoy the final two games at least as much as possible, all right? All right. Hey, well, thank you guys for having me on. Best of luck to those Razorbacks, uh, except for the A&M game, but moving on, because I think the Razorbacks might do some wonderful things in the postseason. Well, we hope you're right for the state of Arkansas' sake. We appreciate it, Owen. You bet. Well, appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 